Are we running right out all 30 seconds? Probably not. Live from the, the studio. studio. I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. Guess who's back? Back again. Dude, I wanted to say this conversation for after the song was over, but Charlemagne said as you were telling me while we were listening to the song that wasn't this song. We were no, listening, yeah, to, we're song listening to another hit by Eminem. I, first of all, Charlemagne was saying, background here, that Eminem, anybody could be Eminem in a versus? I'll, uh, I'll pull it up right quick. But basically, uh, I think it, it might have been on like uh, the thing he has with uh, Andrew Schultz or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant Idiots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Charlemagne... Um, I'll pull it up on here, dude. Ooh. That's why we got it. Eminem. See, I didn't understand what a versus was until uh, so it's Garrett was talking about it. It's like kind of like a, uh, you know, when they have like like the Harlem Globetrotter fucking games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not like official, like, you know. It's like uh, the celebrity boxing fights. They're not like going towards someone record or whatever, but it's just like a fun like a you know exhibition event and basically they just put like two similar artists who are kind of around the same era uh they go like hit for hit and uh there's no like official judging of it but it's like up to whoever's watching to be like oh shit like fucking gucci man killed that shit or fucking whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm not seeing it oh here we go okay charlemagne says six nine and britney spears would wash like this. So you would no, love Drake. Not what, about, what about Eminem and, and Jay-Z? M gets washed. M gets washed in any verses, bro. Damn. Y'all gonna stop it. Y'all gonna stop this. And I mean, <laughs> I, I, I like Renegade. In I any I, I verses? Uh, any. Not any verses, bro. Any. I mean, any. Against. Any. M don't have the songs like that. M can rap, and we like yeah, M but as not a rapper. Any verses, there are rappers that are worse than Eminem. Like against Six Yeah, nine, but they got better songs. You think Future six nine, washes Eminem in a you verses. Think six nine beats Eminem in a verses. <laughs> depending on the generation. You are crazy, motherfucker. You are wild. Depending on the generation. M don't got nothing. Yo, M don't got nothing that slap like gummo to these kids. Yo, Young Thug washes Eminem in a versus. I, I seen know, you bro. wild out to pick up the phone, Schultz. I, I seen you know, lose your man. mind to pick up the phone. <laughs> I, I, don't I know, seen Schultz man. hit a mean Millie Rock and goddamn, where was we at? We was having dinner that time. Schultz hit a mean Millie Rock to pick uh, up the yeah. phone. What, what about my name is though? My name went crazy. Man, stop, man. Nah, Superman. <laughs> Superman was fire, bro. I love that. I can name 20 rappers that watched Eminem in a versus. Let me just pause here, dude. Charlemagne is a fucking hater, dude. I mean, look. He's the you of that podcast. (laughs) 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 Just playing the devil's advocate right now. I think, well, I think his his baseline, he's kind of coming from a place of like somewhat true. I mean, like Eminem hasn't had a banger in a long time. Yeah. Um, But also on the verses, it's like, the artists will do songs they're like featured on too, and Eminem's been on a bunch of big ass songs like you're Airplanes me, Alone, dude. Airplanes, you're telling me if they bring up fucking I want this shit forever, man. He does his verse from from that song, dude. Yeah, 
Come on, dude. Come on, bro. See, the problem is, and this is this is what happens, uh, we've discussed before. Eminem's stuck around too long. Mm-hmm. He's still making music, and he's it's like at this point, I've I said mean, I think some people liked his new thing too. Like he's just got he's got like cool English teacher energy now, dude. He doesn't have <laughs> like the it's like, okay, we get it that you like you're like dope at wordplay and stuff, but like there's no I think the last good album in my opinion and i'm not like a huge eminem i'm not a huge hip-hop person in general i follow it well eminem was always kind of like the on the edge like very much like pushing the boundaries or whatever trying to like be very funny with his raps and shit and Mm -hmm. like you know today's standard some people call that like you know whatever the fuck but i don't know he's he's transitioned into just like kind of like dad jokes for his like punchline raps you know what i mean like it's just not the same anymore, I feel like. I feel like uh, the last good album that I can remember him having was, uh, and I was reminded actually of this today because I saw a tweet where the tweet was, there will never be a time like this ever again. And they posted the top 15 pop songs from 10 years ago today on the charts. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't really see this. It's not visual. But the number one was Love the Way You Lie, Eminem mm. featuring Rihanna. Yeah. Good song. Uh, Another hit. California Girl. This is this is summer 2010. No, mm-hmm. summer 2011. This is summer 2011. Uh, Love the Way You Lie at number one. California Girls. Dynamite, Teo Cruz. Airplanes, B.O.B. I like it. I like it. The way you move on the floor. Baby, I like it. I think you're cooler than me. Better mind than the tone to make That's you the next one. fall in love. Then it was Teenage Dream. My favorite Katy Perry song. And then, I want to be a billionaire, so <laughs> fucking bad. And then it's, uh, then two ushers. Baby tonight, DJ got us falling in love. I've been doing that one of my gigs Luda. lately. Yeah. Then we got OMG. Oh my God, I'm so in love. Then, I'm riding solo, riding solo, riding Great solo. Great song. Yeah. And then Drake's, I better find your loving. I better find your heart. And then another Eminem at, I'm not afraid to take stand. That's weird. I don't know if I'd even say that's one of his hits. Even though it's like a big song, it's just like not that. Oh, no, there's nothing about it that's like, oh, yeah. And then the last, the number 14 was Your Love by Nicki Minaj. I can't quite remember how that goes, though. I'm sure if I heard like the first second of it, I'd be like, whatever. But like, it got me thinking today about like, I feel like every single one of these songs, um, if you were to play like at a bar right now or like at a DJ event, pretty much every single one of those would hit. And that's not, that's like, uh, when you go back through chart history and stuff, there's not a lot of time, like a lot of times there'll be like one song, like you go to like, okay, what was the charting number one song in like March 1993? Mm-hmm. And like, like happy birthday or something. <laughs> <laughs> the alphabet song. <laughs> and it's like you'll you'll recognize like two or three songs, but most of them just kind of like were there and now they're like you forgot about them. But like that Yeah, it's like one hit wonders who were like you know there but like and gone. The top 15 from summer 2011, dude. I mean, every one of these songs is a classic and we didn't appreciate it at the time. We were riding around yeah, riding well, solo. They're just like played back to back to back on the radio and you'd get sick of it. Yeah. 
But like, little did you know, like compared to today's radio, fucking sucks. People don't even. I don't even think the radio even is a thing anymore. I mean, like, dude, I couldn't. I listen even... to the radio now every once in a while just to like see what's happening for like normal people. Really? Like, who doesn't have an aux cord? Who doesn't have Bluetooth in their car? Like, I want to know who is still listening to the radio and what it sounds like. And not let good. me tell you, it's not good. And also, terrestrial radio like ads for like local businesses are like the wildest shit you'll ever oh, hear. Yeah, it's like dramas in like thirty seconds of like a whole scene about like a husband like almost getting caught cheating on his wife or some shit. <laughs> but then it'll be like, all right, and visit your local Geico office. So this what happened to you? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Is your wife fucking another man? Dude, it's crazy. I, uh, the songs now, and, and I guess this was probably the case all the time, but, uh, I really do think we took for granted pop music. I think the, the last hurrah of pop music, I say this all the time at my gigs, was 2013. That was the year Ho Hey came out. That was the year, now you're just somebody that I used to know. Gautier. Yeah, Gautier, and they had, um... Tonight, Fun. we and they had all the other kids with the pumped up kicks, mm. and they had a bunch of other like you know more like R and B type hip hop classical pop stuff. But like that was the last year when rock, I would say, really had a significant place in the charts. Like because during in this tweet thread, people were posting like, okay, uh, and I wouldn't even necessarily call that rock. Yeah, it's kind of like, like it's kind of pop. under the umbrella or whatever, but. Yeah, it's definitely like it's definitely what rock morphed into. Mm-hmm. But like, if you go back to the charts, it's kind of weird that when you think about rock music, you're like, okay, yeah, it has guitar, bass, drum, maybe keys, <laughs> maybe, but maybe uh, keys. But yeah, that's kind of weird. Like nowadays, most music is just uh, you know made on the computer. There's no, there's no diverse. I don't mean diversity in terms of like ethnically. I mean like there's not a lot of diversity in terms of sonically what you hear when you listen to a song like the thing i think was cool about uh the 80s and 90s was i mean like yeah of course certain genres of music all kind of had a similar sound but like you'd hear one song and it kind of sounded completely different from the next song you know whereas now everything is that same kind of like synth program drums not 808 but like deep bass and like same kind of like airy vocalist on top of it and like they were posting charts from um like 2002 or for what it, you know for instance and like it would be like yeah by usher and then it was like unwell by matchbox 20 i'm not <laughs> crazy i'm just and then like some blink 182 song and then like a rap song and then this is like that was a fun time in history when the top songs charting songs were like one could be a rap song one could be a fucking dance song one could be a pop punk song you know like there's not a, a like a rock song that's like in the same vein as like some Ariana Grande song anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Like even the rock bands like Maroon Five are making like straight pop now. They're not making like you know songs about Jane type stuff. So it's kind of like we. I feel like when we were exiting our teens, that really was the end of of pop music being super relevant. I don't really. I feel like it's just hip hop now and. Uh, I don't know. I looked at it and I was kind of depressed. I was like, "Damn, dude, I would like if there if there were like songs like this now." Yeah. I mean, also I think it's just like it's a combination of just like 
I don't know if like pop's gone. I think everything kind of went towards pop just because it's like the most marketable music. Mm-hmm. Like even like, you know, like a lot of like rap now, like kind of like the emo pop rap, even just like Lucid Dreams by like Juice World or whatever, mm-hmm. like a couple years ago, it's like a, a song in a very like upbeat, up-tempo kind of way, but with like sad lyrics. Yeah. So it's like, you're kind of like feeding off like the pop kind of like instrumental or whatever, but then just kind of like having a different voice attached to yeah. that. Well, and when and I... And everything now kind of like, I don't know, it's all it's all trends in the music industry, I guess, right? Yeah. And like when for I... for a while, everyone was doing the Migos shit. Yeah. Now everyone's doing like the pop smoke shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it just comes in waves, I feel like. When I say that pop music is struggling now, I don't mean there's not good artists out there, but I guess what I'm saying is that there was a time when the, like, default music, like, I would say, like, in, like the music that is just given to you, like, baseline mm-hmm. music, not the kind yeah, of music you gotta be search like, for. There'd be one rap song, one yeah. pop song, one rock song, and one it was like, alternative, one fucking R&B. And they, the label or whatever, whoever was pushing that music out, would be like, all right, this is our, like, our A client right here. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to push them the most. We're going to send them to every radio station. Like, we have, you know, we have Britney Spears. We're not going to push Christine Aguilera yet, though. Yeah. Because right now, Britney, as her, at her peak, we got to keep pushing her. Mm-hmm. When she starts dipping, then we got a second in command. And we'll imprison her. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> sign her soul to her father. <laughs> To make sure she can't leave us. I just, I, I feel like just like, look, there's always going to be good music out there. There always has been good music out there. But the, 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 what is put out to the public as the mainstream has gone down so far in quality. Like, I can't remember the last time I've heard a radio song that I've truly been like, this song, I like this song. Like, I can't remember the last time a song came out that I was just, for whatever reason, listening to 106.5 or something or 104.3 and been like, oh, I like this song. Yeah, it it's mu- usually it's- like, God damn it, I hate, like that fucking Lewis Capaldi guy. Oh my God. I hate dude. him so much. He's always <laughs> on the radio. It's so annoying. It is ridiculous, dude. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it, it, one could say maybe it's started to kind of shift towards like mom rock a little bit because it's the older generation that's listening to the radio. I guess. And so they're not even trying to bother to cater to, uh, you know, because even when we were coming up, like... The radio is still an option. I can't remember the last time I hopped in one of my friend's cars and we just listened to the radio unless it was my car. Mm-hmm. I listened to the radio because uh, I'm a holdout from the previous <laughs> generation. But everyone just kind of plays their own shit. And honestly, um, I find that kind of sad because, you know, we've talked about this a billion times. I don't know about it on the podcast, but I, you know, I don't like listening to people's Spotify playlists. And mm-hmm. I might be very unique in that. I don't like it because it's basically like... Like if the, you know, I like putting on Pandora and being like, okay, let's put on country radio, and then we might, you know, I've thumbsed up a couple songs, I've thumbs down a couple songs I don't like, but it's still gonna like, it's not, you're not just gonna be on a road trip with me just listening to songs that I know because mm-hmm. there's plenty of good country songs that I might not have heard yet. So if I haven't put that on my playlist yet, then that means it's like basically saying, hey, you just want to listen to stuff I know. It's like, no, dude, I want to listen to. Like, you know, some stuff, you know, but like, let's say another good song gets in the mix. Like, that's how I do most of my finding of music. And I think uh, I don't really understand. There's so many technological advancements that don't make sense to me. Uh, Texting is one of them. It's so counterintuitive. Like, (laughs) like we a hundred years ago, we had the ability to talk to someone across the world on a phone 
And then, you know, we, we used to write letters to each other. And then finally, somebody was like, dude, no, you can actually talk to somebody now. And then we were like, yeah, that's good. But actually, can I just still write them letters seven times a day? That that's gets what people si- did, though, too. Yeah. It's in our blood. Yeah, we're, we're a letter-writing culture. You don't mm-hmm. want to talk on the phone, dude. I don't know what to say half the time on the phone, yeah. dude. It's like, what do I say, dude? I can't it, even see I you. I mean, but I see where you're you know, getting at, like the instantaneousness of texting. Like, there's pros and cons to it. It's like you can get a message across really quickly, but like, it might be confusing. It's instant, but it's not instant. It's the perfect amount of not instant because yeah. it's like, it's like, well, I can reply to you almost immediately, but I still have time to perfect my response. It's almost as if it should have a delay on it, like a, like a piece of mail. Yeah. Like it should, you should be able to send a text once a day to someone. Yeah. And once you, a you, day. And you have to just really sit there and be like, all right, what the fuck do I want to tell them? L O L. Well, I think that's where email comes in, dude. I mean, email yeah, is he uses email. Email is one of those genres of communication that like it's just more formal. Yeah. Even like okay, so for instance, uh our friend is booking me to play their wedding in October. Now, I have this guy's number. Mm-hmm. But because we're discussing business, yeah. We're emailing each other. Yeah, and it's easier to keep like a record of an email mm-hmm. over a text because mm-hmm. a text will just get lost in the sauce. You'll have to like scroll up and figure out where the fuck you last said, like, yeah. you know, how much I'm getting paid. <laughs> so I don't like an asshole if I have to ask for it. Yeah. And I also like start off every email being like, hey, blank, comma. And then my thing is like, I don't talk like this, dude. I don't start every single thing I say to somebody being like, whatever. But like, I don't know. I it- rarely say people's names. Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. Speaking of emailing and uh, radio, I saw that one of John's other projects that he plays in is getting their song played on WTMD. Mm. And uh, he posted in his story, and I was like, dude, looks like they got that email. (laughs) And then he was like, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, but I'm going to hit him up again. We've been emailing the same guy like nine times, uh, the guy at WTMD. He was responding at first. He even liked the song so much. He was like, yeah, send me a radio edit. So he went and actually got a radio edit of it because I say fuck once and I say shit once, mm. which is badass. Yeah. You know, for a, for that's a pop, PG, that's PG, or PG 13, I guess. So we got the radio edit little fuck. I tend to f- shit or not. No, not <laughs> I, I tend, tend to f- dick. <laughs> we just put worse words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so we got the radio edit. We sent it to him. He was like, sounds good. And then we sent it to him, and then he just stopped responding. And so every, like, two weeks, John would email him back, wouldn't get back to him. And John was like, okay, so he finally responded to this other song, so maybe I'll try to email him again for this song. <laughs> From this email. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, no, dude. Account. I said, no. I don't want you to email him again. And he was like, LOL, haha. And I was like, I'm being serious, dude. I'm being fucking serious. I said, the only way I will email him is to tell him not to play our song <laughs> and so he was like ha 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 and i was like dude i'm fucking serious <laughs> so i woke up hungover and i got in my computer chair with my iced coffee no and i typed out an email to uh sam sessa at wtmd no <laughs> <laughs> subject line update do not 
play Tendencies by Sophomore. <laughs> Hello, Sam. I'm writing this urgent email to confirm that you continue. <laughs> I'm writing this urgent email to confirm that you continue not playing our song Tendencies on Baltimore Hit Parade, including the radio edit we sent you most recently and have included in this message as well. Here is a short list of reasons I've compiled detailing why we, Sophomore, a band based in Towson, do not feel as if you should play our latest single, Tenancies, including the radio edit I have included as a Google Drive <laughs> link below, on your WTMD show, which features great music from local artists. Reasons not to play. Number one, you already have it. <laughs> this one's pretty straightforward, I think. I see no reason to change anything about the current arrangement we have, so let's just keep it that way. <laughs> Number two, there are better songs. I happen to know this for a fact. I'm listening to one right now, actually. Every minute you spend playing our song is a minute that could be spent playing something much better. Reason number three. We have new stuff coming out soon anyway. We look forward to sending you new music in the future. Whether we will be sending it to you for radio play or specifically requesting that you do not play is still up in the air. But either way, it's something. I appreciate your time and cooperation in this matter. As I mentioned, there is a Google Drive link of the radio edit included below for you to review. This is so you can familiarize yourself with the song to prevent any accidental plays. Like if you were to hear the intro start, you would immediately know to cut the broadcast or fire an intern or something. I think it's very important we do not play this song, Sam. It just wouldn't make sense. So we'll the see. old reverse psychology. <laughs> reverse psychology, dude. So we'll see how that goes over. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I figured, uh, you know, like, at the very least, that one's going to stand out. You know, he's going to read that yeah. and be like, what the f fuck <laughs> is wrong with them? Oh, my God. It's like, man, can I talk to John again? <laughs> <laughs> I liked ignoring John so much more. <laughs> but that's what I told John. I was like, look, man. The definition of insanity, as I was told growing up, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I'm not sending you a tenth email just to get ignored, dude. Yeah. If we're going out, we're going out with a fucking bang, dude. <laughs> you know? And I tried to make it not... I, I wanted to obviously seem joking. I didn't want it to come yeah. off as like, fuck you, don't ever... Like, you know, I made a point of it. But also, he doesn't know me at all. So I'm hoping he reads it that way. <laughs> so I don't know, dude, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, I guess. You know. He might not even read it. You never know. I would read He that. might have marked the email as spam. <laughs> he might have, dude. You <laughs> <laughs> may see that 10 years from now. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, we started this whole conversation talking about the versus thing. And, and just to cap that up... Um, I think that in general, uh, rap concerts uh, are kind of a little bit uh, risky because you're really just going there to watch somebody do karaoke to their instrumental, which is means that you then have to expect them to be like super... Like if you go to see a band play, part of watching that band play is like, okay, I like this song on the radio but can these five dudes get up on stage and reproduce that song? No studio effects, no anything like that. Just yeah. like, can they be good and entertaining with just their instruments? That's not a thing for rap. In fact, a lot of times, 
I heard that uh, the biggest, most talked about verses recently was with um, Dipset and uh, what's the other one? Uh, fucking uh, Lux or the Locks. The yeah. Locks. Um, and Dipset was performing their songs with the lyrics still in it. They didn't even take the words out. So <laughs> they like played the tracks off Spotify. Exactly. I mean, yeah. pretty much. And like I, you know, I I thought that the verses was a rap battle. I thought that they would play oh, no, their own like a... shit. But like it's really just like a, a nostalgia contest, kind of, right? Kinda, yeah. Well, definitely for like the you know, they had like the kind of like 90s rapper versus 90s rapper or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those were kind of whatever. And I guess all of them are kind of plays at uh, Nostalgia, I guess. Like the Soldier Boy and Bow Wow mm-hmm. one. Yeah. That was like mid-2000s Nostalgia. Yeah. The issue is uh, with Eminem, like I said, he, he didn't bow out when he should have, and therefore his legacy is tainted by... Look, just like Batman said, bro, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Eminem was not (laughs) meant for this generation. But also, I think he tried to do the reverse of that. He was the villain of rap for a while. And then he tried to be like a superhero almost. And then, uh, you know, it's too much. It's like, uh, you know, in wrestling when someone would like turn heel that's yeah. like a very, you know, it's hard to it's hard to keep your fan base through that transition. And I assume it's uh yeah, I don't know. I feel like you'd get a he almost had to like start over as like a modern rapper in a way. Yeah, but like cuz all of his old fans probably aren't fucking with his new music. Yeah, so probably he's starting fresh. And I don't know who what new fans he's acquiring. And, you know, no diss to Eminem, but I think it's one of those things where they say time changes, times change, people don't, which isn't necessarily true. But in the context of this conversation, I do find it interesting that a lot of these people who were on like the cutting edge of their industry um, at the time, uh, so much of, and this this is particularly relevant when it comes to comedians, for instance, you know, Mm -hmm. people that like when you watch a Richard Pryor set for instance like you watch his uh special whatever one he did um that's the famous one i forgot what it's called but uh i think it's important to note the context of the time he did it and understanding that when he did that when he was making those types of jokes and doing that kind of stuff nobody else was doing it and so it's but but a kid that turns that on now in 2021 and watches it might not get a full appreciation for just how groundbreaking that kind of stuff was, you know? And so what happens is, is like a lot of these guys who were like cutting edge, pushing the envelope at their time as the, and they might've even been the, the reason why the culture was moved to the point it is now where now they seem uh, like plain and dull now. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm, if I'm like this go-getter like comedian that's like telling all like opening up new doors and stuff like that and then the culture shifts as a result of what i do then all of a sudden once the culture catches up to me i'm no longer pushing the envelope yeah so then people go well jimmy Soleski, he's just like every other comedian it's like no but 
Jimmy Selesky was doing that shit in the 80s, bro. He was doing that shit in the <laughs> 70s, like before anybody else was doing that. So it's like, what happens is Eminem was a fucking badass when he did that. Yeah, you know, sure. and he really was like counterculture and against the mainstream and everything like that and openly calling out other celebrities and shit like that. But as that, as he changed the culture and it caught up to him, he's no longer that anymore. So it's yeah. kind of like at that point, you just kind of got to leave and let your legacy stand for itself. Perfect example, Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. So many of these bands that were like, fuck you, won't do what you told me. And it's like, dude, but now you're 20 years older and now you're playing at fucking Coachella and like you're the most, you're mainstream and you're not pushing any boundaries. And when you say your political statements, your political statements happen to line up with everything that is pushed in, you know, establishment media and everything's like, so it's like, you're no longer what you were. So you either have to continue trying to push the envelope further, which might be disingenuous because you might be like, well, I don't have anything more radical to say like i kind of like what shit is now that's why i'm saying like let's keep it that way you know yeah. but it's like it's kind of like okay well then that's when you got the next generation pop on and be like well actually and then they do their thing you know what i mean <laughs> so like uh yeah like who did it right lil wayne lil wayne might pop out on a track once in a while he might drop a mixtape low-key like not a big deal but like he's not like out there in the public eye because He's never going to top the Carter, bro. Yeah. He's never going to top that. So Carter three, why yeah. would you keep trying? Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't think it's, you know, a lack of trying or anything. It's like, I feel like they kind of, they know they've fucking been to the finish line. And now they're on like a fucking, you know, mm -hmm. a, a jog just to be like, okay, let me cool down. I think he never fully retired, you know, Lil Wayne. He just kind of got locked up for a while and people forgot. And then he got out and did some more shit. Yeah. We have a very strange uh, culture in general right now with the... Ver I feel like there is so much nostalgia base. What is going on? Is that your phone vibrating? Oh, Ivan's calling me. Oh, shit. I'll, uh, I'll talk to him later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. With the celebrity box and everything like that, it's very interesting. Dude, I saw, um, first of all, I don't know if you noticed, but I cleaned this, dude. I finally wiped down that door behind you. Damn. Dude, that door was so dirty. Like, I, it, I had to wipe it down like seven times. Like, there was so much sludge on it. And like, you know how I always like throw my trash and like bank it off the door? And it's just like six years of like Diet Coke and orange soda splatter and like sauce and shit. And I never realized how fucking bad it was until I went to clean it. And it, I mean, it's still <laughs> it was dirty. It's like stuck on there. I cleaned it six like times and it's on. still dirty. Jeez. Unbelievable. But I was very stoked to get that done. I also saw um, the movie Old, the new movie. Have you seen that? No, I saw the, the banter on Twitter. What what did you a, what did you see? What was the banter? I don't think I saw. I mean, a lot it was of just banter. people making jokes about going to the beach and turning old. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw. Um, that's gonna be us, dude. We're gonna be like, oh wait, we already are old, bro. I'm fucking twenty nine. Um, but uh, it was good, dude. I mean, I mean, it's like, it was, it was passable, you know. And and uh, I too saw some tweets about like uh. I saw this one tweet that was like, uh, Beach Boys, wouldn't it be nice if we were older? And then it was M. Night Shyamalan, and he was like, mm. so I thought that was a decent meme. 
But uh, yeah, the premise of it is basically they go on this like getaway resort vacation, some like Caribbean island it looks like or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they get taken to this private beach where uh, time is sped up or something or something in the rocks like makes your cells move faster. So like they are aging like rapidly. So like every hour is like five years or something like wow. that or something like that. It's an interesting concept. And, uh, but it was good. I mean, the thing that I, you know, aside from the obligatory, always, I I was wondering about like with the political messaging, even in movies, like, is that like required now or is it just what they do? Um, I don't know. It's kind of like the trend right now. So I'm sure like someone at the studio is like, and make sure to say, you know, a funny quip about, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg (sighs) and then follow it up with. Uh, not my president, or you know, whatever, whatever, like mm-hmm. the shit is that day on Twitter. Yeah, that that is the one thing that uh, you know I try not to like, be even the. It was kind of funny, even like the animated Scooby Doo movie. I watched like the new one or whatever. I think it came out last year. There's like a Ruth and Gator, or Ruth Bader Ginsburg joke in it. I'm like, who is this for? This isn't for the kids. No kid knows who this is. It's like, I feel like. It's obnoxious because, you know, we talk about it in sports and everything, but it's, it's almost like there is no escaping it anymore. And it's frustrating because I don't want to be cynical. And I, I believe I am. I think I am the definition of cynical, unfortunately. I didn't, I don't even feel like I was this way like two years ago. But I've been noticing that, like, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like, is it me? It's kind of like that episode of South Park where, uh, the parents put on the headphones and the music the kids are listening to and it's just like fucking shit sounds yeah, yeah and they're yeah, like oh yeah. this sounds like shit and like blah, blah blah and it's like they and the question is like is that what it actually sounds like or is like is it impossible for you to like you know as you get older just you just see how shitty everything is mm. and like I can see that happening and it's making it difficult for me to enjoy anything anymore it's just, I want to go to the movies and just I like I mean they're just the thing is like you just become, like, able to, like, suss out bullshit easier. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think maybe you're just not giving enough new things a chance. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'll listen to a bunch of new songs that come up on, like, you know, New Friday Music on Spotify or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, the newest tracks from this week. You'll go through, like, 50 songs, and maybe two of them, you're like, oh, okay, these are good. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I know. We were talking about, like, you know, back early... 2010s that generation it's like every song was popping yeah yeah every song was popping well i was watching this interview for the most part yeah yeah there was always shitty songs i mean like you can go back to like like a single back then was a single yes now like people put out like three singles before their album and then there's like six songs on the album that should have been the single for, and for no reason are they like they don't have music videos and have whatever, but they're like the best songs on the fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I think people just don't know what they're fucking marketing for anymore. Yeah, or they're trying to like they see a song being like, all right, this is viable for TikTok, so this is the one we need to push because, uh, and we should make a little dance for this. Mm-hmm. Dances are hot right now, and yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of... Uh, the music thro- isn't pushed for the music anymore. There's a lot of throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks, but that was always a thing with the difference was, you know, 50 years ago or 30 years ago or even 20 years ago, a lot of that stuff was filtered out in the recording process. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you were a shitty band, you weren't going to get your shit 
out to the public because record companies would be like, well, I'm not distributing this. This sucks. So like the record companies would be like, well, you know, but then the downside of that was like, you know, there was a lot of good bands that didn't fit into the mold that the record company wanted. So there was a lot of good stuff that never really got out either. So you really got to know how to sift through. My contention with with the messaging and movies and stuff like that is it's not accidental, obviously, because there's millions and millions of dollars going into it. And it almost feels like, especially when they were talking about how like uh, that one character in the Avengers or whatever was like, I forgot the whole story, the exact story, but like there was this one character in, in the Avengers that had to get written out because it like mentioned Hong Kong or something like that. And China was like, we're huh. not going to show this movie because, you know, they don't acknowledge Hong Kong as a, as its own country or whatever. Weird. And so Marvel or whatever studios runs Marvel or whatever. Is Disney. it Disney? Disney. Yeah, yeah. They, ha- they like just wrote the character out of the script to a piece of Chinese <laughs> market. And it's like, I was watching this video, this like long interview, maybe like 30 minutes of this guy talking about like, the goal of movies 20 years ago or 30 years ago was to entertain, and that was it. That was the only box you had to check. You had to check mm. the box of entertainment. Nah, it was to sell, like, merchandise, too. Well, yeah, yeah you know. There's obvious Toys. product placement and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. But, like, the script itself, you know, there was always movies that had, like, political messaging. Like, you know, even the movie 300 was an obvious push for uh, the Iraq War, <laughs> I believe. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, man. I mean... When you watch it, uh, like the whole speech at the end, when they're like, we have to go and blah, 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 like send our troops. And I was mm. like, oh, they're talking about Iraq, dude. You thought it 300 was to rile up a bunch of uh, high schoolers to join the army? I think so, dude. Definitely. I, yeah, maybe. I mean, and I don't have a problem with that, but it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just getting difficult to just suspend my disbelief anymore, dude. It's just getting difficult <laughs> to just go to a movie and just try to like, I want to watch a movie about some people on a beach that are old. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I don't want to fucking hear about like racism and all this extra shit. It's just like, it just yeah. grinds I mean, my goat like, after a while. It makes sense though, because like people are like writing from their perspective or they're like writing a character based on someone they know or something or like a personality trait or like a like was that the case or was the whole movie that or was it just one character it was a couple lines a couple characters a couple (laughs) things it was not the plot of the movie was not that yeah exactly um but they just they just can't help themselves they need to do it they need (laughs) to say something it's like the studio won't let them release it unless they have at least one you know Ruth Bader Ginsburg-esque quip in there where you're just like watching, following the movie and they say something and I'm just like, <sighs> and then it takes me like five minutes to get back in the movie. Yeah. Cause I'm just sitting there looking around. I'm like, you guys seeing this shit, dude? You seeing what they're trying to do to us right now, bro? Oh <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I can't help. It's like, is it me or is it like I'm driving around and I'm getting like my, my baseline level of anxiety has risen tremendously and I why? can't. I can't be the only one that's experiencing this. Dude, with everything going on, it's like, it's just, I, I, I just feel like, you know, and I'll tell you, the, the whole, the, the bringing the mask things back in the city did not help, but like, it's just, like, I just feel like it's like, every time I feel like it's about to get back to normal, just doesn't, and it just stresses me out, and it makes me like, I can feel myself becoming like, more baseline angry kind of you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't like that i don't like being cynical and i don't like feeling like a a low level 
anger at all times, like a low level heatedness about a situation, but it's like there is no getting away from it. It's the first yeah. time I've ever seriously considered just not going on Twitter, not going on social media, not doing stuff like that, not listening to the radio because it's like, I mean, that'd probably be healthy too. Oh, definitely be healthy. <laughs> absolutely. Be. Can you grab an incense stick by the yeah, way, dude? Yeah. I'm getting so mad right now. I need, I need to cool off with some incense. There's two. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's at the point now, too, where it's like all this shit is so out of my control that it's like I'm just going to have to live my life regardless now anyway. Because, mm -hmm. like, even if we do go into a second shutdown now, I think, first of all, like, you know, the populace won't want to go back into it mainly. But also companies now know, like, Okay, so, like, we were able to kind of, like, sneak our workers back into the office now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're not letting them do that again. <laughs> we're, not, yeah. we're not shutting shit down again. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And it's going to be pushed more so from that side this time, I think. The uh, shutdown probably isn't going to happen. I think you're right about that. Um, I think people are just going to be like, all right, business as usual, you know? Yeah. I'm not getting Delta on my fucking yacht. We're all in the last yeah. two years. yeah. Um, you know, it's more like a psychological thing though. I think that like, I think what a lot of people don't understand, cause I, um, and, and I've been trying to work this out in my mind as well about like the psychological effects of things like putting the, the mandate back on where like people in the, I saw this like one Baltimore humor post, uh, you know, shouts out Baltimore humor. And they were like, uh, you know, despite zero COVID deaths in the city, uh, Brandon Scott has opted to you know, bring back the mask mandate. And I was like curious about that. And I was like, oh shit. And so I'm like reading through the comments and everybody's like, how does it affect businesses to blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I have a gut feeling that it does. And I couldn't tell you why. And then later that day, I got a text from one of the places that I play being like, hey, we're going to have to cancel this gig that you're playing because now they're bringing back the thing. Um, we're not going to stay open as late because less people go out. And I was like, oh, it does. So like mm. that kind of like wave of like stuff being taken away again happened yeah. again. And that's kind of why I've been like, I think part of it is because I've been working so much lately, like trying to play so many gigs because it's like make hay while the, while the sun shines, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't know if there's gonna be another situation that's gonna like all of a sudden, like if I get a gig now, I'm playing like seven times a week and it's like burning me out that way. But it's like, I don't know what's gonna happen in a month. So it's like, yeah. I got to do as much as I can now. And so it's like, it's just this feeling, this never ending feeling of like, we don't know what next week is going to be, you know? And like, like you said, with the, with the populace and just not really, you know, going along with it. I played in the city last night and dude, the mask mandates back. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, it. exactly. I didn't notice it. That's what I've noticed too. And I've, you know, this entire time I've been pro mask. Like I don't mind wearing a mask. I wear a mask in my office a lot just because it stinks. <laughs> um, my office has smelled for like the last like five weeks and I finally found the culprit. What is it? It was, <laughs> I guess just five week old food in like one of the lunch boxes in our room. And like, I got, it got to the point where I'm like, all right, it's not coming from the bathroom. It's coming from somewhere in the office. I can't pinpoint it. Um, cause it was just kind of like, you know immersed everywhere all the time yeah and it wasn't going away i got it in my head that it might be a dead animal mm -hmm. and 
like for some reason like Elizabeth's sister was talking about like one of their old apartments where there's like a dead squirrel and it apparently smells like dirty diapers like a Yikes. decomposing animal just smells like old dirty diapers yeah yeah so when i went in today i was like mm, doesn't smell like old dirty diapers it just smells like fruit that's been rotten past rotten and i yeah. finally pinpointed the lunchbox and i opened it up and it was like a fucking horror movie like oh there was like 50 bugs just flew out no. i could see like hundreds of more inside the bag so oh, i had like no. fucking gnats fly all over my face i was like <laughs> like got in my throat i was pissed dude that is morbid i it hate so scary that shit um hope you weren't your mask when that happened dude i wasn't breathing a fucking gnat. i breathed it in dude it sucked um oh, but i like immediately closed the fucking bag and uh I just threw it in our bathroom and shut the door. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, like like you said, it, it, it when you really chalk it up, it's not it's not a uh, it's 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 an inconvenience for sure, but it's not that big of an inconvenience. But but what I've been thinking, and I think what a lot of people are thinking, is that when you put in this rule that now no one's just going to follow. From a governmental standpoint, it's a stupid thing to do because you just delegitimize yourself as a government. Like if I was Brandon Scott and I I would expect that the mayor would be like enough, have his finger enough on the pulse of what the pu general public is feeling to know that I'm going to put this rule back in place and no one's going to follow it. And that's just going to make me look more like a joke. You know what I mean? And like... I was saying this before, you know, because we got that like one month of like back to normal, mm. which is very refreshing. And um, then all of a sudden there started being this talk of bringing back the mask mandate. And um, I couldn't help but notice that virtually every single person that I knew personally that was advocating for bringing it back were not currently wearing masks in their day-to-day -day life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, it kind of stood to me. It was like, okay, so if people still thought wearing masks were necessary, then people would still be doing it, right? Like everyone at this point is aware of the threat. So you would think that on a person-to-person -person basis, if the vast majority of people still believe that it was necessary to wear a mask indoors you would expect that those people would do that and not just simply be waiting around for some governmental agency or body to tell them what to think or what to do. So that was kind of frustrating to me. It's like, dude, if you really, like, it seems hypocritical to, critical to me that when you're playing, I played on, okay, so the mask mandate comes back into play Monday morning, this past Monday at 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. I played Sunday night in the harbor, Harbor East. Not a single person in the entire restaurant's wearing a mask. <laughs> no wait staff, no nobody. And it was just funny to me thinking that in exactly 12 hours, everyone's going to have to be wearing one. And it's like, what is COVID doing in the meantime? Is COVID just sitting back waiting for 9 a.m. on Monday to strike? Like, what is it just seems so silly to me when you watch that shit play out. It's like I'm out here right now. Servers are doing their shit. People are doing their shit. Nobody's doing anything. And then all of a sudden you wake up Monday morning. Now everybody's got to yeah. do it. It's just like... But I mean, that's also like a very human thing for us to do as like a people to just be like, oh, but it'll never happen to me. Yeah. Until you just like randomly get COVID. Like yeah. How it happens to everyone who's gotten COVID. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it just... I think that 
I've been thinking about it more and more recently, and I think the only way out of this is um, we have to set a goalpost and and keep it. We just need to make masks and somehow make them tactical or have, like, a fucking holster on it. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone would love having a mask. That would be sick. I mean, that would be sick. I'll say that. I'll say that. I never was a big proponent of the visor thing. I always thought those masks made you look like fucking RoboCop. When I see people in those, I'm like, dude, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, that looks weird because it's like, all right, what the fuck? Is there, like, do you need a hazmat suit too, Mm -hmm. dude? Like, what's going on? Shit can go around that. Have you ever seen air before? <laughs> Visualized? Have you ever seen aerodynamics? It's gonna go right into the mask and then swoop right around into your face. It's it's unreal, dude. But that that's I think what gets me is like there doesn't seem to be a lot of thought behind it. It just seems like people just do. And I've always been frustrated at just the idea of do something because I tell you to. I've never liked that. Um when I say about the goalpost thing, I'm mainly referring to when the whole shit first started. You know, obviously, nobody thought it was going to be anywhere close to what it was currently. Nobody thought it was, even when it did, even when we did go into lockdown, nobody would have ever imagined it was going to be, you know, almost yeah, two years they later. Said it was like two weeks. And they said it was two weeks because they set a specific goal. And that goal was. Everyone's had to wait two weeks before for a paycheck. Everyone knows two weeks. It's like, all right, it's seems like it's far, but it's not. Yeah. That's not even a full Euro trip, dude. Yeah. Two weeks is like, you know, everybody can use a two-week vacation. When they lock shit down, I was like, all right, yeah, I can go without planning a fucking gig for two weeks and just fucking chill. But the reason why they set the two weeks thing, the two weeks to flatten the curve, was entirely based around the premise that, hey, this is a virus, and you're going, like, this idea, I think, that frustrated from the start was that there are still people that say, like, if we would have just all locked down, and done it right in those first two weeks, it would be done by now. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, I don't know what logic would lead you to believe that, considering that, you know, if the premise of this thing is that it spread from, like, two people in China, and then within three months, it spread to the entire world, you're talking about... I bet you, like, 50 bucks that half the country didn't even know it was happening yet within those two weeks. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, it's amazing how many people weren't affected by it. And, and it's like, I, I think there's two, there's two, uh, there's a disadvantage I have in my line of work and there's an advantage I have in the line of work. The disadvantage I had was when that lockdown hit, it hit me immediately. You know, that was my job and livelihood. If people aren't going out, I don't have a job. That's simple. There's no working from home with what I do. Um, the upside of it is, is that because my job was going out to public places and playing, um, it gave me an opportunity to be out and about in one degree or another. You know, I wasn't playing all the time, but I was getting like one or two gigs a week when shit started to kind of loosen up a little bit. Yeah. And it gave me an opportunity to actually be out and see what real people are doing and what real people are thinking and how real people are acting and like how businesses are actually being affected. Not just what I read online, not just what I see some fucking maniacs talk about on Twitter or Instagram. It's like, no, I'm actually out here with re- real people and seeing that, you know, on the so streets. I, on the streets. And I think that was an advantage that uh, people that work in those types of industries um, had was that I th- most people that work in those industries were never quite as, like, uh, hysterical about the situation because I would imagine that if you're a person who was simply working from home on your computer 
and, you know, not going out, not doing shit like that, um, it kind of just gave you time to just kind of formulate your own vision of what was going on outside of that. And so you're just imagined based off of what you see on the news and stuff like that. When you hear about it, it's like you're imagining it. The world is like some fucking ghost plate, ghost town. Yeah. But then like it's like when you actually step out into you're like, oh, wait a second. You know what I mean? But the reason why we had those two weeks up front was be- simply to so that we could minimize or try to curb the amount of people that needed hospital beds so that our hospital system didn't get overwhelmed. That was the initial goal. Then it became uh, to this next thing where it's like, okay, well, we're going to maintain the lockdown because blah, blah, blah. And now you started noticing, and I've started noticing this, and what really frustrates me is people aren't really talking about COVID deaths anymore. When you hear about what's rising and on the rise, it's COVID cases. And what bothers me about that is, is that as long as we continue to look at the threat of COVID on a strict case basis, we're never going to get out of this. As far as I can tell, if people that even if even people that have the vaccine can still, you know, get it. But like the main thing is like it's like they say that, like, if you have the vaccine, and you get COVID, you like your chances of dying from is like almost none. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it like completely protects you from whatever, but you can still get it in many cases and you can still spread it in many cases. So it's like, if we continue to go by, you know, that's why, that's why I thought that meme Baltimore humor meme was so good. Cause it's like, I went to the CDC website and actually looked for myself and it was like, wow, Baltimore city hasn't had a single COVID death in like two weeks. I don't think we've had, I think it's been almost two and a half weeks now. And it's like, nobody's talking about that. All you hear about is cases are rising. Well, if cases are rising, but people aren't dying. What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what are we doing? As long as, as long as we can, like, it almost has to get to a point where people, in my opinion, if we ever want to get to some semblance of normal, you know, the because they're never going to let go of that power. The government is never going to let go of that power. As long as it's safer to do these mandates and these shutdowns and things like that, because as a politician... Nobody wants to be the guy who people blame for a massive outbreak or something. So every politician is playing it super safe and doing this. As long as we allow them to do that, I don't see a way out. I don't, you know? And, uh, you know, as, as time progresses, it's like, okay, once the vaccine is available, then people can get it, and then we can go back. And then it went from once the vaccine is available, people can get it, then it's like, oh, no, no, we didn't mean that, um... Once everybody who wants a vaccine can get one, we can go back. We meant once. Now it's now it's when everybody gets it. So it's like it's constantly changing. And then what happens when everybody gets it, but then there's a new variant. And now people are getting a new variant with the old vaccine. Now you got to get another thing. It's like, when does it, I don't see an end in sight. And then you look back through history, you look back at like the swine flu. The swine flu killed on, on, for kids in high school. I was reading about this today. And by reading, I mean watching a YouTube video about it. Swine flu was like nine times deadlier for, for kids under the age of 18. Yeah, but and also they, it's it didn't last around as long. Like the problem with COVID is like it can like survive for like two weeks or whatever, right? Like, isn't that a thing? You mean like uh, survive like outside of the body? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything of the virology of it. Me neither. But, but it just, it, it seems like we're not comparing like it. it the stat that I found interesting was in the past week in Baltimore City, six murders, zero COVID deaths, 
and all we're talking about is bring back mass and everything like that, and our politicians are doing absolutely nothing in the name of any of the things that are affecting more people or anything like that. It just it it gets my goat a little bit, dude. And like you know, I can see the tide shift into the point where it's just it's just becoming. You know, especially once they take your head out of the water and you're like, oh, finally I can go back to normal. And then it's like, you know, Dan and Marissa are getting married in the city this month. And it's like, what the fuck's going to happen with that? You know, are we going to have to all, you know, do I that at the same time? I guess. Right? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I was talking to Marissa and she was like, oh. right, you well, know, we'll see. I, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, as it stands right now, master back on in the city and uh I, uh, yeah, I don't know. So that's that. But that's, that's stressing me out. That was getting my, uh, my blood rub, my blood levels up on a bright side though. Actually, this might've been even worse Mm. on a worse note (laughs) at the time. It seemed fine. But after looking back, I was like, uh, oh, um, I was walking home from the gym and this, uh, these two little kids, like probably like 11, 12 years old Mm -hmm. were, um, walking down the street and uh he just finishes a soda bottle and just immediately as soon as the last drop leaves he just drops it on the ground <laughs> dude that pees me out so much and yeah. i'm not even like a i'm not like a fucking like environmental nut like i love the environment you know we grew up boaters and my, you know, lucas is a fucking environmentalist for the chesapeake bay like i i have love for nature and stuff like that but i'm not like a fucking crazy like we're all gonna die in the ocean in 10 years if we don't cut all emissions but like I hate seeing that, dude. It's oh, like, yeah. it's so obnoxious. And so I was like, so I walk over to the bottle <laughs> and I pick it up. Get the last drop out. And originally I was going to uh, just throw it away. Oh, no. But then I saw the kid look at me, pick it up, and I was like, here's a golden opportunity to give him a little scare. <laughs> Turning into Tony. So I just... Picked the trash can all the way towards the gas station because that was the closest trash can, mm-hmm. but I had to like backtrack. So I picked it up and then walked back towards the gas station, which is like behind them. And I was just innocently walking, right? But then I started noticing that they were looking at me thinking I was following them. So then I was like, oh, wait, maybe I could have a little bit of fun with this. No. <laughs> so they walk and I'm just walking, like just kind of chilling. And they look back at me and I just go, and I was like, I just looked and I was like, (laughs) and then they were like, and they started walking faster. And then I was like, and they kept, they kept like looking back and I was like, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) And then I got to, I got like, uh, up to like, not uh, like maybe like from here to the couch them. And they just started sprinting. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just started laughing and threw it away. And then like ran to the other side of the street. We were looking back and I was like, come on guys. But like, (laughs) I thought about that later and I was like, I shouldn't have done that. But also, <laughs> like, just thrown it out. I could have just thrown it out, but like, I didn't do anything. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> scared them. They into, scared themselves. You scared them into throwing trash out, which I think is probably okay. I think it's that, not the worst thing you could yeah, have done. I didn't even say anything. I didn't like. I didn't like throw it at him. I didn't be like, "Hey, fuck, get over here, pick it up, or I'll beat your ass." Like, I didn't do any of that. I was just like, yeah, yeah. "Let me just play the role as an adult, where they're automatically going to be scared of me, <laughs> and then I'm going to do some shit." Where they're going to like for a split second think, oh shit, something might happen as a result of me just being ignorant as fuck and throwing my trash on the sidewalk. And uh, they'll think about that. I think it leaves an impression. But, uh, you know, looking back, it's like, geez, you know. (laughs) 
Maybe I shouldn't do that next time. But yeah, maybe don't do that. To, you said they're six. They were eleven and twelve, maybe thirteen. They look like they're in middle school. Okay. Middle school kids. Yeah, whatever. Who I wouldn't have done it to two twenty-five year old dudes. Yeah, beat my ass. <laughs> exactly. I I I scoped. They were them also out. coming from the gym. Yeah. Jacked. <laughs> I sized them up, and like, but that that just, I can't. It's like one of the there's two there's two things in society that I think are like very telling on the kind of person you are. One of them is is you know do you litter, dude? I will carry a piece of trash around with me until I find a trash can if it's like a mile, dude. Yeah. Even if I drop like a little speck, it's almost more of an OCD neurotic thing at this point because I don't really care, Mm -hmm. but I just care, you know, the same reason I care to like touch a wall when I walk in a room, you know? It's a stupid reason, but it's like, I just don't do it. The other thing is um, people putting their grocery carts back in the supermarket. It's like, I'll drive to a Walmart and they'll just be like grocery carts just in parking <laughs> spots and i'm like dude what is going on man like it's Have such you seen a the uh the youtube channel it's like cart stoppers or some shit it's like a guy who just like does a vlog of him going through parking lots at stores and like watching people just like not put their cart away and being like it's right there ma'am it's right there why don't you go just put that in right there ma'am it's, just, <laughs> it's right there <laughs> i feel like you'd get a kick out of it. i like that dude that sounds like what I did to those kids, kind of, a little bit. A little bit, I'm yeah. like a fucking... Well, you didn't do it... Soda stopper. <laughs> Soda stopper. I, uh, yeah. A bottle bouncer. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I guess when you have a camera and a YouTube channel, maybe it's more normal. I feel like you just scaring two kids is on the edge of like... Weird. Yeah, it's on the edge of weird, but also like you didn't do anything weird, so I think you're good. Yeah, I didn't do anything weird. It's probably not like a bolo out for you, right? Like now. if that was like a news story, they'd be like, "Local man shakes <laughs> bottle at children." Like, dude, who cares? Man? Yeah, I didn't in do the nineties, though, that would have been a news story. Yeah, that would have been a news story. Dude. That would have been on the news. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude! Jesus Christ. Um. Beach trip tomorrow. Beach trip tomorrow. Big fucking weekend. We have not mm-hmm. done the adequate amount of planning for that. As no way. Uh, Never. As per usual. Planned. As per usual. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I mean, I figured like the beach is literally right there, so we're probably just gonna go to the beach a lot. Yeah, and we're gonna hit you guys at the that, beach cast probably, dude. Shit. Get the sound of the waves in the background, dude. It's yes, like Lock sir. Raven on. We've never done a beach cast, have we? We've done a couple Never. Lock Raveners. But nothing on the beach, dude. I, I I guess you have a yeah, you have a battery power for that. We mm-hmm. can do that. We'll do it up. That's gonna be fucking sweet, dude. I can go through my uh you got anything else you wanted to talk about? Because I wanna get rid of some of these random shit on my list here. Pop something out, I'll think of one. I never even know what these mean. <laughs> uh I have an equation here. I have no idea why that why I wanted to talk about an equation. <laughs> Um, flight height why my trash bin flight sucks this week. oh I think I was wondering why they tell you how high you're flying on a plane when you go flying yeah I don't know like why I know like they get to like cruising altitude or whatever which is like was it 10,000 feet or some shit or 10,000 miles definitely not 10,000 miles 10, <laughs> that's like miles. Pluto dude yeah that'd be with- Pretty far. 
I just, whenever I get on a plane, they're always like, we're going to be cruising at 32,000 feet. I'm like, why are you telling me? Dude? I don't know <laughs> what that means. Like, I'm going to be in the seat being like, don't you think this is more like a 28,000 mile situation, bro? Like, I'm no pilot, but everybody knows. I mean, I don't every- need to go to 32,000 go to my aunt. <laughs> every time they do that, I'm just like, that's, it's a little high. It's pretty high. It's a little high. <laughs> Speaking it's of high, dude. High. We might go parasailing. We, we we made a bunch of makeshift plans. <laughs> we made a bunch of makeshift plans out of the cast last week. I don't know if we'll week. go parasailing, but I definitely want to rent a boat. We're getting a boat. Parasailing was hood dreaming. I mean... It might not be hood dreaming, but like... Yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be a hard thing to coordinate because from what we saw, it's a, a one-person activity that lasts for an hour and a half. Look, here's the thing you got to remember, and this is why I love friends. Mm-hmm. We're not going with eight girlfriends. We're going with eight friends. We don't need to do everything together. Yeah, that's fair. You know, it's like if I was going with eight of my girlfriends, then Parasail (laughs) would be very obnoxious because we got to like all make sure that's what we want to do. We got to like, you know, be not like look at a girl on a beach while we're walking to the thing or something like that, you know, but like we're going down there and it's just like eight dudes. It's like, do you want to go Parasail? No. Okay. Now, myself personally... Once I'm down there, probably not going to go parasailing. Yeah, I'm probably not. <laughs> probably not going to do hood it. Dreaming. It's hood dreaming. That's not I'm saying it's hood dreaming. It's like <laughs> in theory we could. There's a yeah. lot of things we could do. I know we're going to Ponzetti's, obviously. Oh yeah, I cannot fucking wait. Um, go get tased on the boardwalk. Get tased for sure. I'm gonna vape on the boardwalk, dude. I'm vaping on the boardwalk for sure. <laughs> for sure. God damn. You think they canceled that law? I don't know. I just. I'm going to love when you get tackled in front of me. <laughs> I'm going to play on the board. I'm not playing on the boardwalk. <laughs> I wonder if you can still do that. Though. I don't know. But uh, the other thing yeah, that probably. I, I think we will do is the flotation tank. Mm, I think I'm so that is a move. I'm very down for that. I'm so down for that. That's uh, that I feel like. It, and and I, I think um, I don't know about the enhanced performance enhancing drugs before that. But uh, yeah, I'd be down to just do it. Yeah, just do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's enough of a life changing. It's enough of a unique experience that we might not <laughs> also. It, I think it'll be life changing. You said life changing. I. It might be. You never know. But I'm gonna, I feel like you don't want to hype it up. I'm gonna double back and restate. Life changing. Life changing. <laughs> I feel like I have this picture of my future, and pre and post tank. I feel like that's the, how you're living your life. Right the rest now. of my life starts after i get out of that flotation tank <laughs> it's like a rebirth dude because if you think about it when you're when your mom is pregnant that's kind of like a nine month flotation tank very true you're just chilling in there and for nine months dude you're hearing shit Float. apparently apparently you can hear stuff apparently you know if if your parents are fighting while they're pregnant while she's pregnant that like it makes babies like more uptight when they come out. Mm-hmm. That shit bugs me out, dude. Not bugs me out, but it is unreal that that <laughs> happens. You know, like when like the certain cravings that women get are because during those stages of pregnancy, the baby is developing certain parts of their body that need certain nutrients and minerals. And Weird. so like a woman might have like like the whole grapefruit thing, or like I say, like pickles and shit like that. Um, apparently that happens when the baby's like certain part of their brain is developing that requires a lot of citric acid and like vitamin Mm. C and stuff. So the mother just gets this subconscious craving 
for like pickles and yeah. grapefruits and random shit. Like I've never just no, I'm not ever gonna get pregnant either. But that is the only way I could ever foresee myself craving a grapefruit. Really? And the thing is, I like grapefruit. Pretty good. I like grapefruit, but like I'm never gonna be the guy walking around with a grapefruit cut in half and a spoon. Not because it doesn't sound good, but because I just can't. It's kind of okay. Why are you walking around eating grapefruit? Dude, I saw an episode of Seinfeld where Kramer walked in and he was eating a grapefruit. <laughs> and I was like, that looks dope. Like, I want to, I, I feel like I could be a grapefruit guy. You ever see somebody doing something and you're like, I feel like that could be a thing that I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. maybe I could be the, the grapefruit guy, you know? Like, you know, who knows? I mean, they made him do that because that's such a ridiculous thing to do. You realize I, that. Right? I feel like, I feel like they didn't even mention it. You know, what, they didn't even. They, what character role do you think Kramer plays? The grapefruit guy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they didn't make that. Like, they were having a whole other, like, conversation about something else that was supposed to be the weird thing. The not weird thing was that he was eating grapefruit. That was, like, the normal thing. That was, like, the thing that kept you grounded during the weird thing. We were like, okay, well, this situation is weird in comparison to how normal this grapefruit is. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, to me, again... There are certain things in my life that I don't see myself doing, not because I don't want to do it, but it's the same reason I say, hey, I want to go parasailing. But do I see myself parasailing this weekend? No. I'd like to eat a grapefruit. Do I see myself ever eating a grapefruit? No. Probably I just not, don't no. know when it takes planning. You got to like go out and like, you got to know that you're going to want a grapefruit in the future. Mm. So you got to go to the store and buy like three. And then just hope that at some point in the next like five days you're gonna be like, okay, I could I could use one of these. Yeah. You know? But then, you know. I mean, it, it, once I explain it, it doesn't seem difficult, but like <laughs> I was well, hoping now I gotta buy grapefruit at the grocery store. I gotta go to the I grocery store. I gotta remember that. <laughs> I don't even know where they are. I don't even know when's the last I got time a I grapefruit seen in my fridge right now. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Can I have it? No, I'm gonna eat it when I get home, dude. You're no. making me crave a grapefruit. You're trying right to be now. the grapefruit guy. I told you that's my thing, dude. But who's got the grapefruit at their house right now? Mine's fucking ice cold in the fridge. Just waiting to be cut up. Are you? Gonna and walk? I'm not claiming grapefruit guy. I'm not gonna walk around and eat it. I'm gonna put it in a bowl. I'm gonna set it down. I'm gonna pre-slice the the fruit out of it, and then just eat it up. That was going to be my thing. <laughs> You're just going to be downplaying your gig, thinking about, wow, I could have been the grapefruit guy. I'm going to order a grapefruit at the horse, dude. Okay. I'm going to see if they got one. <laughs> <laughs> they might. <laughs> they were like, so you want a grapefruit crush? I'm like, no, just give me a grapefruit, dude. Yeah, give me a grapefruit crush. Hold the crush. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the crush. So that's, you know, that's one thing that I'm never going to do. But, you know, I think just fruits in general, I'm past it, I think. Like, like pears, I was a pear guy for a bit, you know. Mm. Like I would, I would eat a pear, uh, one of those Asian pears. They're good. Um, I like having the occasional peach, but I'm probably never gonna touch like a plum again, dude. Um, we should get plums at the beach. Yeah, I feel like a good plum is the best fruit. A it's good, pretty plum. good, but it's just like I, I don't know when they're good. I guess around now. When you bite into it and like it's like just fucking like, like yeah. drips down your it's face. It's like how peaches, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get a watermelon down there. 
Watermelon would be good. Watermelon would be great. We should right get now. yeah. We gotta we gotta do some you know beach snacks. You know beach snacks. That's a must. I know we're not gonna have any, but like maybe you know like watermelon's good. But I'm thinking you know I'm not gonna make a sandwich. PB and J's that'd be easy. PB and J's nah, dude. They get soggy, dude. You've gotta eat. Like, I never understood PB and J. You know, seven hours later, keep it in the cooler. I don't like that, dude. Okay, you don't have to eat it. I, I don't even want it in the same cooler, the <laughs> dude next to my grapefruits. I'll and keep shit. my own cooler. Bring your own cooler, dude. <laughs> fucking don't do that shit around me, bro. Eating a fucking cold, soggy PB and J. You might as well pack yourself a tuna fish sandwich, dude. I mean, it depends how much jelly you put on. Yeah, never been a big jelly guy. Peanut butter, baby. Yeah, I do thin layer of jelly, heavy on the peanut. You know what I'm gonna get soon again? Bacon, egg, and cheese with cream cheese. Mm. I'm going to do that again soon. There's a great bagel place in Ocean City. What's it called? They actually have one in Timonium now, too. Um, I don't fucking even know it right now, but it's like down by like 70th or 60th Street. It's like their Towson Hot Bagel, basically. It's really good. Did I talk about on the podcast that I had? The, I told you after the podcast about the bagel that I had from Dunkin' Donuts. That was the yeah. best ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude! Well, I already I had talked Dunkin today, huh? I had Dunkin' today. It was it was okay. It usually it's okay, but this time I don't know what it was. It was just uh, it really was amazing. <laughs> it really was good. <laughs> but I know I already told you the story, so I can't tell it again. You're living in the past. <laughs> I'm living in the past, dude. <laughs> this is a best thing that's happened to me in a while it really was i mean it was so much I, I wrote it in my notes dude like i wrote it in my notes to talk about it and, <laughs> and i'm still talking it turns out, i mean it's been like two weeks and it's one of those things that like you know at the time i was like oh this is i can't wait to talk about this in the podcast and now i don't even know what to say about it it was just I mean, it's tough when it's just like a Lefty good, speechless. a good bagel. <laughs> go, go, make it a story. Can you? I ate it and I loved it. The end. <laughs> the end. Dude, children's books. I read uh, the Giving Tree. Do you ever read the Giving Tree? No, but you're reaching for stuff to talk about. No, now. dude. No, bro. No. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back to the bagel, bro. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Remember this kid book? Do you ever read it? <laughs> I read it like three days ago. <laughs> and it was fucking sad, bro. Uh, have you you've read it? No, dude, it's sad. Dude, I don't read, dude. It you um for people that That's can't. I'm so happy, dude. I never read. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, if anybody has a chance, get that. Not get it. Go to the library. It takes like three. No, don't even go to the library. Just read it online. It's like three pages. But it's like about this tree that like keeps on giving stuff to the dude, as is implied in the name. And mm -hmm. like, so like, it's this young boy and he's loves this tree and the tree loves him. It's written by Shel Silverstein, who's like the legendary kids book writer, you know? Yeah. And so this kid's always playing on this tree and the tree always like lets him climb up there and eat the apples and stuff. And then like he carves his name into the tree and like it's like tree and me or whatever. And then he gets a little older and he gets a girlfriend 
So he's like, stops coming around as much in the trees. Like, where you been? Why don't you come up and come and climb and play and blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't really have time anymore. I got a girlfriend now, blah, blah, blah. She was like, oh, okay, well. And so he's like, but can I carve like me and my girlfriend's initials in your bark? And the trees are like, yeah, sure, I guess, yeah. So he like writes it right above where it was his initials in the tree. So I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. And then he gets a little bit older, and now he's like, uh, um, he's trying to make money, and he's like, I need to make money. And and she's like, well, he's like, I need your apples. Can you give me all your apples so I can go and sell them? And the tree's like, you want all of them? And then he's like, yeah, I'm just going to take them to the city and sell them. And the tree's like, okay. So she like shakes and give him his apples, and now she doesn't have any more apples. Then he comes back again, like, 10 years later after not seeing her forever, the tree. And he's like, uh, hey, um, I need a house. And I uh, was wondering if you'd let me, like, use your lumber. And the tree's like, um, okay. And so he chops down the tree and builds a house with it. And now the tree is just a stump. And then he comes back when he's an old man after not coming back for 60 years or whatever. And the tree is just sitting there, a lonely stump. And the tree says, oh, my God, it's been so long. How have you been? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and the tree's like, I don't have anything left to give. I'm just a stump now. And he's like, I don't need anything anymore. I'm just old and tired. And I just want to sit down. And the tree goes, well, an old stump is good for that. And so he sits down on the stump with the tree. Kind of sad. Yeah. It's a sad story. What do you think that's an analogy for? I think... um, The environment? Parenthood? Parenthood, relationships, really any type of... uh, Any type of relationship you might find yourself in, whether it's platonic or whatever, where you give too much of yourself away and expect nothing in return and then blah, 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 blah. But, like, I feel like it's also supposed to be like give without expecting anything in return. But the moral is like, well, when you do that, you wind up with nothing because people will just take, take, take. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I don't know. I don't know what the moral is. It's like, I feel like the moral should be more lined out because otherwise it's just like a fucking (laughs) tearjerker for kids. Dude, Dude, I welled up when I read it. Oh, welled up when I read it. Very sad. Three days ago, three days ago, dude, I was a little (laughs) bitch three days ago, dude. Three days ago. Yeah, I'm bringing that up at the beach. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Crying ass Jimmy Selesky. Fucking don't even talk about trees down there. It's going to bring you back. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it, you know, nobody gives credit to children's books writers. Um, except us. Except us. Live which from is, the studio. You know, live from the studio. We love children's books. It's the and, last thing we've read. <laughs> really? Literally. That is the last <laughs> book I've read and probably won't read for a while after. But, like, it really is actually fascinating and impressive that you can write such a compelling story in like 50 words mm-hmm. like every page is three words and make it like easily understandable for yeah. like all ages yeah like why can't everybody do that why is harry potter 700 pages dude shell silverstein would have written that in 14 pages <laughs> the whole anthology right, you're giving a little too much credit right nah, now dude shell silverstein is a legend dude it goes Dr. Seuss, Shel Silverstein, and the guy who wrote Where the Wild Things Are. 
Okay. That's it. That's respectable. Who wrote Holes? Um, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf wrote that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right. Dr. Seuss, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Shel Silverstein. I mean, that's the three, dude. There's only like three people that write books for yeah, kids. Exactly. Dr. Seuss is canceled. So Shel Silverstein's number one, dude. Mm-hmm. Number one. I guess that's like a... I wonder if that's like an easy market to get into. Children's books. I feel like the only ones I've heard of recently are like the go the fuck to sleep or whatever, the Samuel L. Jackson one. <laughs> so please, go the fuck to sleep. Uh, there's, you know, I've never been a fan of the Everybody Poops book. I hate that shit. I haven't Damn. read it. I haven't read it, but I just, I don't like the word poop. <laughs> I don't like it. It's kind of like one of those, um, it's one of those words in the English language where there is no good word for it because it either sounds too technical if you say like feces or sounds too vulgar if you say shit, too white trash if you say crap, mm-hmm. too childish if you say poop. But there's no like just word for it. Dookie? Dookie. Dookie. That sounds just like old school. That's old school. Dookie. Yeah, it's like it's, it's a like childish too. We need like a good word for for I'm gonna say shit. Did I say shit? Shit is almost like the most adult word to call it. I'd rather be vulgar than fucking a nerd, dude. Mm-hmm. You know? You know? Same thing with boobs. They I think that. also it's like the only time you really talk about shit is like cause most people don't talk about poop on the day to day. Yeah. So most people don't have to say poop or shit. Mm-hmm. Pee. But when you're like, oh my god, someone just shit on the fucking balcony. Yeah, that's what you gotta say. Yeah, you don't say, um, poop sorry guys, the- someone pooped on the balcony. Can someone's mom or dad come yeah, help us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Kind of like piss. Like, I say I'm gonna take a piss. Yeah. And that is vulgar. But I'm not gonna be like, I'm gonna go pee. Yeah, I'm gonna take a pee break, guys. But you can't be like, I'm gonna urinate. You know, like, say whiz. Whiz? Like whiz is cool. Take a whiz. Let's take a whiz. Leak the lizard. What Leak is it? Leak the lizard, yeah. Drain the dragon. Pop the weasel. Mm. Boy, <laughs> I God's think that's here. coming. Uh, no, no, no. That's uh, breaking the seal. Is Pop the weasel means breaking the seal. Oh, uh, okay. But I wish. I feel like pop the weasel is like ejaculation. Uh, speaking of that, coming is a good word for that it doesn't seem childish it doesn't seem incredibly vulgar either mm-hmm. it's just like right there now every time somebody says coming it's like you know what are you talking about are you talking about coming bro it's weird but like it's like the subject is is does that to you but the word is good yeah busting a nut hate that shit dude that's trash. too theatrical that's trashy dude busting a nut come you on you didn't bust a nut you fucking leaked out two tears yeah drops. dude yeah dude that's yeah but yeah boobs are the same way you can't say breasts it's stupid uh tits just crass yeah and boobs sucks boobs is the poop of boobs of tits of tits <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude we need tits to- also is it's on the verge of uh you could say it but also it's like a little childish mm-hmm. i learned two new words today or this week chom choms is the feeling of embarrassment you get for someone when they do something, mm. which we as millennials called cringy. Cringe. Or cringe. 
but pom pom chom choms chom choms chom choms i learned that word the other day i don't like that like a like i got the chom choms from watching that where does that come from what's the origin no idea the chom he told you that uh zoe some girl named zoe okay told me chom choms is a word chom choms and i I believe her chom choms she also used the word or actually Liv used the word chuggy 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 is basically well it means like basic like basic shit like basic millennial shit like live laugh love is chuggy chuggy yeah and i gotta say man i don't like either one of those jersey slang ah no because i heard somebody in maryland use it too the chuggy i think it's like a reality show thing or maybe it's like a tiktok thing yeah but like yeah i'm officially getting to the point where i'll hear a new slang word and i'm like i i would have never guessed that you know yeah you know like we had like hella and like uh you know stuff like that but i feel like that's a good thing about rap because most of the slang and rap it's like all right i can piece this puzzle together what they're trying to talk about context clues yeah Yeah, there's context clues but uh yeah i guess tiktok generation slang but like it's almost like acronyms most of the time too like changi could just be like all right chad haired yeah asshole <laughs> dude whatever the fuck i don't know i just you know I, I don't think we need a new word for basic basic like sums it up mm-hmm. because the word itself means what you mean like if i say that's such a basic dude or that's such a basic chick yeah you don't even have to be familiar with the slang to know what i mean by that mm-hmm. you know it's just and like it's, it's also like it's like the same as cringe because before you, uh, you know, that, that was the popular term for whatever that feeling is. There wasn't really a word for that. It was like, maybe like, I feel embarrassed, but it's not really embarrassed. Yeah. But it's like, so cringe was a good word for everyone to be like, okay, I can finally pinpoint this feeling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's a word for it. There was a gap in the market somehow, but there's not like chom chom or whatever. Like, what is that directly even scoping in further into? Like nothing. Exactly. It's just another word for cringe, but it's like, all right. Are you guys speaking pig Latin now? Like it's, what the fuck? Dude, You're just which, like adding an extra layer of complication to nothing. Which brings me to my boomer soapbox, which is yes, we invented slang. Yes. We didn't invent mm-hmm. slang, but we invented certain words in slang. But we used it as a way of creating a word for something that didn't have a word. Mm -hmm. So we millennials took it upon ourselves to look at the English language and say, there is this feeling that we all get all the time when you see something that like makes you just feel like, like it's just awkward to watch or embarrassing or whatever, but there's no word for it. Amazingly, think of all the things in the English language that have words. There's a word for like most shit, you know? How do we skip that one? How do you skip that? There's a word for it in German. It's Fremschunt. Hmm. I don't speak German. But I did <laughs> read once that there is a word for it in German. And that's how I, what it looked like it was pronounced like. <laughs> and then I watched a YouTube video on how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that always has kind of, like, bewildered me, you know? Like, there's a word for that, bewildered. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, 70 words for that astonished me mm-hmm. like confounded me perplexed me you know like we have certain things that have like a trillion words where it's like dude i don't even i only need to know like two words for this 
Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the point of synonyms is, really, sometimes. Because it's like, dude, I mean, like, I get it. Kind of spices it up a little yeah, bit. it spices it up in but the long forms. You got to redistribute the words, dude. I think we should take a word that, like, we really don't need. Like, a word that we don't need. Nobody uses the word moot anymore. Mm-hmm. In fact, when people say, oh, that's a moot point, if you were to ask most people, they think it's a mute, mute point. Yeah, yeah. So nobody uses the word moot. In fact, it's too close to the word mute and almost kind of means the same thing. <laughs> like mute is like silent, like can't hear it, non-existent, mute. Moot is like irrelevant, doesn't matter. It's like close enough, you know, mm. where we could just say that's a mute point, you know, and then take the word moot and give it to something else. <laughs> it's a good word. It's a good Let word. It means something new. You don't want to lose the word moot. <laughs> just retrain it. But you yeah, retrain it, dude. And like nobody moot's not going to complain. Moot, the word moot would be happy to be brought back into relevance. You know, because nobody like it would be like, oh, cool. I'm a, I'm a word again. People use me. You know, mm-hmm. they use me for something. I don't know what we use it for. You know, there's got to be something that doesn't have a word, you know, that that could use it. But uh, yeah. Gen Z. Where are you guys on that, bro? Where are you guys on that? We already got cringe, dude. We already got basic. We don't need chom choms and chuggy. We need you to fucking put your nose to the grindstone and take a look around and go, hey, what new emotions can we explore within ourselves to create new things? You know why? They can't do that, dude, because uh, they're a narcissistic generation, dude. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like most of Gen Z should all just like live in San Diego or like a beach town in California because all (laughs) the shit just sounds like surf slang or some like weird made up shit to be like, you know, I don't want to conform. I kind of like do my own thing. So yeah. I don't say cringe. I say chom choms. Chom choms. But yeah, I'm out here. You know, I hit this this wave. I fucking I eat shit. That's a chom chom moment. Yeah. Like, all right, dude. Oh, you know which Smoke one I do like? Weed. I'll give him credit. Caught in 4K. Caught in like, 4K is good. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. But uh. Then I saw this one video that was like really low quality of mm-hmm. something happened and somebody commented caught in 240p and I was like, that's funny. <laughs> See, that's that's good. You guys are on the right track with that. But like, you know, because caught red-handed is just, it's getting old. Yeah. You know? And also it's like, why is your hand red? Why is your hand red? You yeah. didn't even do anything. That's It's only for one specific scenario. But <laughs> caught in 4K, it's like, all right, I know what that means. Oh, I know what that means. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll walk back a little bit that Gen Z is worthless when it comes to slang. But that's not really a slang. That's a saying. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad we have that saying now. I'm glad. Thank you for that. I don't even know if that was Gen Z, though. Might have not been. I think that was, like, gamer shit. Yeah, gamers are millennials, I feel like. Right? Maybe. I don't know. When I think of a gamer... gamer they're all ages, I guess. I don't consider you a gamer until you're old enough to not be a gamer. <laughs> like, like if you're a 14-year-old who plays video games, you're not a gamer, dude. You're just a 14-year-old who plays video games. Every 14-year-old plays video games. When you're a 30-year-old who plays video games, you're a gamer. True. Because that's a lifestyle at that point. It's like, dude, you have graduated from school, you're in a relationship, you have your own place, and you're still gaming? You are a gamer, dude. It's like, <laughs> okay, cool. Cool guy in middle school plays guitar. Not a musician, bro. Yeah. You're a musician when you're not you a fucking... a solo guitarist. Yeah, exactly. You just don't have a band. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, Yeah. Other than that, I think I got to wrap this train yeah, yeah. up. You got a you got a show to get to. Yeah, going to the horse tonight, baby. 
plugs. Not a lot. Um, Wednesday wetness. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back from Ocean City. I'm going to be a changed man after my flotation tank experience. And yeah, we're going to come back reformed. Fun in the sun, guys. Catch me every Tuesday at Perennial in Towson. I'll be there on uh, next up is Tuesday, August 17th from 5 to 8. Hell I will be yeah. not doing my regular Wednesday shift at the horse uh, next Wednesday, August 18th, because I had a previously scheduled gig at Banditos. And anybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about Banditos, but I'm over it now. I'm over <laughs> it now. Uh, so I'll be there with uh, John Burkhart on his birthday. John has turned 30 on August 18th, and we'll be playing at Banditos. No better place to turn 30 at than in Fed Hill at a gig. That's uh, 7 to 11, or 8 to 11, sorry, at Banditos in Fed Hill, Thursday, August 18th. And then uh, nothing fucking else because that is my birthday weekend, August 20th. Fellas, I'll be 29 years old. 29 years old. If I could see me now. I'd look scared. <laughs> I'd be terrified. So what you got coming up, dude? Uh, Baltimore Comedy Festival coming up Labor Day weekend. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be around for the first half of it. I'll be in Florida doing some work down there. But I'll be back that Saturday, and it goes from, I think, like Wednesday till Monday. The uh, I think it's like the first weekend in September. So come check that shit out. BaltimoreComedyFest.com for all the information. Look for the Facebook events. Get some tickets if you need them for the shows. Uh, it's a really good lineup. We got 50 people from all over the DMV and beyond. And I think uh, one of the headliners is going to be Jordan Rock. So friend oh, of the yeah. show, past guest. Go check out that episode. Uh, I was very high, probably, on that. and <laughs> As was he. As was he. And, yeah, I think that's about it. So just check that shit out. And oh, we'll see you guys on the Beach Cast. The Beach Cast, folks. Till next week. Man, have Peace. You-